Hello and welcome to the Lifeguard Shack. This is a podcast presented to you by Robert Glover and the crew that's over at the Lifeguard Shack. Right now, it is just me at the Lifeguard Shack. I like to say the crew is here with me because it makes me feel a little bit wholesome. And it still makes me feel like I'm bringing the team along. I love that aspect of it because trying to build something in the podcast space and that's just how you started you know you know where we started off with behind the brand um we're gonna start it with behind the brand like i just said but staying consistent is hard but i'm getting better at it you know that's something i've been thinking about is just stay consistent that last episode bonus episode i'm glad you guys enjoyed that we got this episode now, so it's been like a bang-bang type of thing. I was just testing that out to see how exactly the two episodes would work. I like that aspect of it. It worked out pretty well, I think. The turnaround time so far has been good. I'll knock on wood. <laughs> like, I just think it's a good it's a good thing that we got it done. It definitely gives me a foreshadow of what is to come and how exactly to address it moving forward. But granted, the time won't be the same. I'll be in different time blocks and everything will be changed. So that was just for this time. So, yeah, I guess that's just on my end on how I'm doing. I never really get into how I'm doing, so I just want to bring that to you guys too because I never really get into that. But like, this is how I'm doing. I've been changed. Excuse me. I am sorry. My disturbance, y'all. That was woof. But it's just getting hard. It's not getting hard running the show, but it's just me running the show. I like running the show. It's been pretty fun. The simplistic. You like the simplistic nature of podcasting is what I like about it. It's like. Everything that you kind of want to talk about gets talked about. Yeah, that's just like, it's just me running the show now. So that's kind of how I've been running it. And I like it. I've been bouncing ideas off of a lot of people though. So there's that aspect of it too. So it's not really just running the show because I do have help. Like I said, and with that help, I'm like be guided myself through this digital detox as I'm getting into myself and this behind the brand. Uh, the digital detox I've been on, it's just me it's taking like a break from social media and some some apps. Like I put like a two, two hour limit on my Instagram because I was using five hours a day. I thought that was a lot, so that's why I changed that. It was like, you know, it's kind of time to change it and maybe cut down on the spending of the time. Like, the spending of time. But, like, I don't know. It makes me, like, I sat there for a pause because I'm just thinking, like, five hours a day is what I do, though. It's, like, what I do. So, it's all, like, this is what I do. So, I mean, like, I get it. That's not, maybe that's not a lot, but I just saw 
I'm gonna change it though eventually. This is only for like a period of time. I wanna just try it out. Everyone's trying to do things, so I want to try it out. And with that, I got rid of the Facebook page for that, and we're strictly Insta now, so strictly Instagram. We'll work through like that. I I like that idea better because I don't want to grow too quick or like stunt our growth by trying to set up too many things. I mean, like we've been running through ideas left and right. We haven't actually done it. Is if we, I say myself, because I've been running through ideas left and right. That's what I kind of got. That's, this is what I've been like putting myself like into. Like, I hope you guys get it. <laughs> I like the website. I did like show like a preview of that on the story at one point. But I think that was like early October, late October. Well done. Well, the website is still going to out. We're still going through various designs, though. That's the thing. We're going through various designs. So, we'll like various designs. You get like so many options, and it's just kind of hard to pick and whittle down. And then there's budgeting and all that. You get that too. So, like, it gives you this timetable to what you want it to be out and then what you want to put on it so i just met that aspect of it um we definitely have been working on the website though everything is like fully functioning on one model i would still have the balls i guess i guess that's just where i'm at right now uh the balls will pull the plug and say let's go I did have the balls to pull the plug and say, let's run it. I'll do it. Well, it's like, I'm just like, I don't know. Something, something is just sitting there with me is like, uh, I shouldn't do it. Like, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to the first, the second topic. Just transitioning into various models and things of that nature I was thinking the other day what are like two great musical eras like and they could you compare them like could you compare two great musical against one another and the one I was thinking of was the two I was thinking of the first one was the 70s the 70s was such a time like you can't ever forget about the 70s like the 70s was such a time hold on we'll be here something to drink you can't ever forget about the 70s the 70s was such a time everyone was off LSD Everyone was tripping. Like, they were doing everything. Like, 
anything you can imagine. They're they're Woodstock. I think Woodstock was in the seventies. Let me double check. Look that up. Look that up. Woodstock. Woodstock. Look that up. Uh, did you find anything? Nineteen sixty nine. So yeah, the seventies of the Woodstock happened. I'm trying to speed it up for you guys. I was just trying to give you guys a little sub sub. Thank you for the little open. If you guys didn't look it up, I looked it up. It was nineteen sixty nine. So the Woodstock started transitioning, and like all of that, like the seventies was the time for music. I want to give you some artists that you could probably remember from the seventies. And you'd be like, "Dang, the seventies was hidden." I don't really know about any other decades that were hidden like that. Compared to the 70s right now. Like up until date. The 70s. Were. Whew, that decade. There was Pink Floyd. Marvin Gaye. Teddy Pendergrass. The Jackson 5. Elton John. Stevie Wonder. Earth, Wind & Fire. Al Green. And, like, so many more artists that I'm probably missing. But, like, when you think about that one, it's just, like, holy crap. Like, that was so good. Like, all those artists remain in today's presence. We still think about Pink Floyd. We still think about Earth, Wind, and Fire sometimes. Well, I will say sometimes. We still think about Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm not even in no shade. That was a shade. Even if it came off as shade, that was our shade. But we still think about the Jackson 5. We still, like, all of those we still think about. Like, it could go on. But then I start thinking about another era. Like, another era. And this era was why I was raised in. This era was why. That I think might go down as like one of the best eras to be around it, bro. Like this was a time, like the 2010s, the 2010s. I've only been around for two decades. In the 2010s, that was the time, bro. The teens, I call it the teens. Drake was running the show with YMCMB. We had a new Kanye. Like, how could you forget a new Kanye? Like, that, the new Kanye, everyone was like, we like the, I can't remember, I can't forget that one song Kanye made. He goes, we like the old Kanye. Like, that song, I will always remember. That album, I will always remember. Uh, the Clout Era, that was a time, like, Everyone won that clout on the internet. How you get clout, how you get clout, the clout era. That was the time. I remember Kendrick's come up, like Kendrick's come up. That was a big thing. Like now look at him. Like he, he really grew in that time from what I remember. I'm not going to pinpoint him down in that time, but I remember him at that time being really big. Like that was when I was like, he dropped, damn. 
thousand. I was like, holy crap. Well, I'll listen to it. And then he dropped it backwards. I was like, he might be really what they say he <laughs> You know, it's like he might be what they really say he be. Like, God, that man is something. Can't forget about Mac Miller. He kind of gave up in 2009, but he, like, really thrived all the way until his late passing. But, like, Mac Miller was a sensational artist that really was, like, impactful. Yeah. Uh, and then you also can't forget about DJ Cali's snap. DJ Cali's snap. Oh, one more thing about Mac Miller. I might be wrong about him coming up in 2009, but that's when I started listening to him. Okay. So don't, so don't put me on to him in 2009, and that's when I started listening to him. Other than that, like, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about his past like that before that. I just know from 2009 on, and that's when he like really thrived. I was looking at it the other day. He named it Ariana Grande. She has 342 million or something like that followers on Insta. That's fucking crazy. Like, that's insane. He had like 10 mil. Like, think about that. He was really doing his thing, bro. Like, a great one. Okay? A great one. And then, like I was saying, DJ Cali snaps. DJ Cali snaps. And like his whole little spill and twenty I think it was like twenty sixteen his snaps were. That's when his snaps were so funny. Like I used to want to make my Snapchat stories like DJ Cali's at that point in time. Because his stories were so funny. Like he was doing everything. And like even during COVID, he lived that up and that was, like, until 2020, like, but COVID started in 2020, so I'll say even up until COVID, he, he lit that up. That was crazy. Like, it was some of the most best marketing I've ever seen without saying it's marketing. Like, that's why I love it. Like, he did a really good job with that. And, like, it is not like a pat on the back for DJ Khaled because he definitely knows how to do what he's doing. And I would love to speak with him if I ever forget the chance. Like, that's one person that really motivates me because he's always striving to be the best. Like, you know how hard that is? But, like, I won't get to that spill. The spill was 70s versus 2010. Because I can go on for days on that other topic. But 70s versus 2010s. Uh... Let me pick. I can't really pick a I can't really pick a side. I thought about it long and hard because they're both really good eras. And like you you just heard me, I could go on for days about people from the 2010s. So it holds more of a significant value to me. But the 70s music is something that's like it's so inspirational to the culture. It's so inspirational. Like when you think about it. It's like the 70s really hold such a significant value to our culture today. 
Like, it really does. And then you start to think more about it and how, like, things start developing more in the 80s. And that's when I come to this digital product review. As we transition out of the last topic, uh, I can't really pick a side, like I said. I just don't know which one is better. I'll let you guys decide. But as we move into the digital product review, we got the Madden series. Well, they create a little suspense with that. You know, there you guys off the topic and then bring you back. I want to do that. So, like, Madden is one of the longest running and most successful sports game franchise ever created. The first game in the series, John Madden Football, was released in 1988. And the series has continued to be popular ever since. And that's, like, something we have to think about and take it into account. The game is named after John Madden, the late great John Madden, Rip John Madden, and Rip Mack. A former NFL coach and commentator who has been a prominent figure in the sport for decades, Madden was instrumental in the creation of the game, and his name has become synonyms with football video games excuse me Madden has been known for his attention to detail and realism and the games developer has worked closely with the NFL to ensure that the games accurately reflects the sport the game includes authentic team roster player status and realistic gameplay Mechanics to simple the ah that simulate the sport as closely as possible. And that makes me think he's like John Madden's what he's done with Madden is really crucial. It's really crucial. But I'm going to give you guys some more. I'm going to give you guys some more. The Madden series has been created with popularizing many football-related terms and concepts such as a franchise mode and salary cap. Hate that. The game has uh, also been used as a tool by NFL teams to scout new talent and evaluate players. Madden has had a significant impact on the video game industry as a whole and has been a driving force behind the growth of sports video games genre. The game has also been a subject of controversy with some critics arguing that it promotes violence and aggression. Despite this, Madden series continues to be one of the most popular video game franchises. And that makes me say that is... Lo and behold, very true, very true indeed. Madden is a very popular game. It is one of my favorite games to play. It is a like Madden. You just can't beat it. It's such a good game. 
The graphics are always good. But it pisses me off. It pisses me off too. There be some whole stuff in that game that you just can't really take out of the game because it happened. It's just like, how does it happen? And then it happens. So, but you can't really do anything about it. But like, that's kind of what I think about Madden. And like, I don't really have more of a spill on Madden because like, it's just like, I don't know. Madden is just Madden. Like, if you've ever played it, you know how it is. It's a good game. It lets you do a variety of things in the football world. It's a very true football game. It lets you experience football to the next level. But it's a tough game to play. Like, if you want to be very good. If you just want to be average and you just want to play and win or lose, like, it's fun. But if you want to be very good, it's a tough game to play. Like, consistently. Like, you got to... You just gotta remember you. Remember your. Uh huh. Hold on, let me see. Remember your play calls to the right manner so that you can respond with emphasis on every play. You know, something like that. That's how I can really sum up Madden. If you can do that with Madden, then you'll be a very good player and you'll be able to do very talented things in the game. Which really leads to bothism. And when you bring together so many thoughts, you start to wonder, is this side that I'm thinking right now right? Or is that side that I'm thinking right now right? It's not really a feeling. I don't like feelings because everyone... Get to their feelings. You know what feelings happens with feeling. It's just feeling. Like, eh, I feel this way, but I feel this way. Like, you change feelings every day. But with ideas and stuff like that, it's, it's something else. Like, I don't even know if ideas is the word I want to pinpoint. But I want to bring up bothism. Bothism is the belief that Balance and harmony between opposing forces is essential for a fulfilling life. It emphasizes the importance of embracing both positive and negative experience, emotions, and perspective. Bothism encourages individuals to speak out and appreciate the beauty and lessons of both light and dark aspects of life. It emphasizes the need of moderation and avoiding extreme positions, as both can lead to imbalance and disharmony. Bothism promotes an open-minded, exclusive approach to life, recognizing that there are many valid perspectives and beliefs that can coexist peacefully, which is very true, which is very true. This is why I like Bothism. I am a firm believer in Bothism. I'm not persuading anybody to believe in Bothism. I am not telling anybody that Bothism is the right thought process. I just believe that both. That goes along with everything that I say on this podcast. I'm not staring you one way over another. I'm just bringing you information. You know, and this is some information I feel like you should know if you're living in this world. You can choose both sides. You don't have to choose a side. You can stay in the middle. 
when someone asks you for a question to answer, you can give them multiple answers. There's not just one right answer. You can give them two answers. Because the, there was more than just that that just happened. It happened one way, but the other person also had an interaction too. And like, you can say, well, what happens when you're alone? Well, yeah, you're alone. But both you and the world experience that experience. So when you get deeper to the thought, it's it's more of just you that is out there so that's why i don't really choose sides i kind of go with both this it's just like something that is really a hot topic it could be looked at in many aspects and i would probably say yes i choose both of them in this situation because it's a very i hate to say the word but scapegoat <laughs> it's a very scapegoat way of life but not a scapegoat. It's just like you kind of understand both sides more because you can't just say, I agree with this side and not take the knowledge from the other side. And you can't just say, well, I agree with this side and not take the knowledge from the other side. It's like you have to take the knowledge from both sides. Know that they both coexist and then go from there. You can't just like not take the knowledge in and then just be go along with it and i get it everyone lives different but that's just how i see it and i'm not again i'm not gonna put my thoughts down on anyone this is just information that i would like to bring to you guys and along with that when you start thinking about your thoughts and thinking about goals achieving success being successful, whatever you want to do, even if it's not success, whatever your goal is or whatever you want to do, just even if it's just to be better in the end, you can think the think of the analogy, trying to protect, uh, trying to perfect one paper when you could have wrote a book. I'll say that again. The analogy is why would you try and perfect one paper when you could, could have wrote a book? I'll say that one last time. The analogy is why would you try to perfect one paper when you could have wrote a book? Kind of stumbled over my words a couple times. Just wanted to give you guys a chance to fully hear it without any stumbles or anything. Could have edited it, but I just want to keep it raw for you guys. We cut that out, but. Uh, so, when you think about that analogy, you can get stuck on one concept, which could slow you down from other success. Like that, what's the concept you get stuck on? It can slow you down from other success. I see why sticking on one concept is very meaningful and good and you stick on that task and you might not have time or you might not have like you might not have like other aspects <laughs> that was it. You might not have other like aspects going for you that's the word aspects going oh yeah 
aspects going for you. But like, in a very candid way, even if success isn't your end goal, you will want something better out of it. Like, you gotta want something better out of it. And that's why I think, when you think more into it, writing a book provides more freedom and creativity compared to writing a perfect paper, which has specific guidelines to follow. A book allows you more room to explore and experiment with ideas, whereas a perfect paper often requires a strict adhere to a set of and then the process of writing a book is typically longer and more involved than the writing a perfect paper, which could often be completed quickly in a strict focus about the task. But like, when you think about that, yeah, you can get it done quicker. But like, why would you sacrifice just getting the quick, the quick one when you get the long dump? Like, I'm a firm believer in the long dump. Like, the long dump is what I'm here for. I, I am not trying to win now. If they told me I could win now, like, I would tell you, I will take it, but I want more in the end. As in, like, like, say they say, you get a hundred golf balls now, but we'll give you, or you can take a million in 10 years. I would take the million in 10 years because then I could come up with a plan to put a million golf balls. I don't know what I can do with a million golf balls. I'll just get a free million golf balls. And I, I maybe they're giving to you guys. Maybe some somewhere. Like, you know, the thoughts are endless. But I have a million golf balls instead of one. And that's kind of like the writing a book. You write a million pages. Instead of one page, you know, that, that thought. And uh, while the perfect paper may be helpful in achieving specific goals, such as a good grade or publications, writing a book has the potential to reach a higher audience and have a greater impact. Like I was saying, one page, it has that one, it might have that one person reading it. That book is going to have multiple people reading it. Multiple. So, really have to think about that. While writing a book, it allows for a deeper exploration of a topic with the opportunity to devy into nuances and complexities that may be difficult to capture in shorter pieces, such as a perfect paper. You gotta think about that too. The nuances and complexity. All of that happens in a book. And it's going to be a lot harder for that to happen. And that's the same with life. The nuances and the complexities of getting that million golf ball. This is going to be a lot different than a 100. I get it. If you just want the 100 and go about your day, just want the 100 golf balls, you got to take it. But a million, bro, you, you might hit the news. This guy got a million free golf balls. What the heck? Like, what would you do with a million golf balls? Like, I don't know. Just tee off a million times. Like, you can do endless things. You can sell one for a dollar, you'd be a millionaire. 
One for 50 cents, you'd have half a bill. Simple math. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Think about it. Let me know if you ever come back to this podcast and say that was a great analogy, Robert. Because I came up with that myself when I was thinking. So I hope that you like that. I hope that it's flawless. I hope there is some flaws in it, though. Or bring a little boldism into this. There are some flaws, but I hope it's flawless. Let me know. DM me on Insta. At Lifeguard Shack. I'll find out there. Hopefully, we can find an answer for it. I would like to know. With that, we come to an end. Now, how I said both of them earlier, you know, and how they're writing the writing the paper, the perfect paper, or well, you could have wrote the book. This one was one that I really thought about for a while, and it was that Rey Mysterio is retired. If I had the Rey Mysterio mask in my hand right now, I would show you guys the Rey Mysterio mask. The Rey Mysterio, I was a huge fan of yours. He retired from the WWE, and this was something that was very, very, like, devastating. Like, it was like, it wasn't devastating. It was like watching someone grow up and then retire. Like, dang, how really that old? Like, that's what you think. Do you got the mask? Okay, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab the mask really quick. So, I'm going to give you guys a little background about Rey Mysterio. We're going to put on the mask because we love Rey Mysterio. You know? You see the mask? In 2009. This mask I got from Rey Mysterio. Like, this mask, not from Rey Mysterio, okay? From Raw, Monday Night Raw. Like, this mask is dope. I got it from Raw. Let me clear that up. When I was there. This was on, like, some creator. This is like, pre-creator. But this is the mask. It's pretty dope. Like, I just want to show you guys it. There's the thumbnail. <laughs> But, like, yeah. There's a mask. I want to rock it out. I want to rock it out. Shall I rock it out? Nah, I don't know if I do it. I'm not going to rock it out. I'm just going to show you guys the mask. I love this mask. This mask right here signifies that I was Ray Mysterio fan. Me and my dad went, and it was a good time. That was, whew, that was over a decade ago, pre twenty ten. Like I was saying, that time. But to give you guys some background on who Ray Mysterio is, if you don't know, 
That's just sick. I'm gonna say I love last time. It's background on Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio started his wrestling career at the age of fourteen, training under his uncle Rey Mysterio Senior, who also was a professional wrestler in Mexico. In 2006, Rey Mysterio won the Royal Rumble match as the second entry, making him the first ever wrestler to ever win the match from the number two position. Rey Mysterio has held multiple championships in various wrestling promotions, including the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, WWE Intercontinental Championship, and WWE Tag Team Championship. That was a goat. <laughs> that was a goat. Rey Mysterio has been known for his high-flying, acrobatic, and re-style, and has been credited with popularizing the 619 finishing move, which involves... Mysterio springboarding off the ropes and delivering a kick to his opponent's head. In addition, wrap this up for you guys. His wrestling career has been also made appearances in various films and TV shows, including the movie Ready to Rumble and the TV show Kingdom. Ramisirio retired at this recent WrestleMania ceremony. And I thought it was great. I thought he got what he wanted. He looked great in his fit. He had the gold mask on. That was pretty sweet. Like he went out the right way, man. He went out the right way. It was a good it was a good way to go out. But yeah. That is everything. Thanks for tuning in. Stay up to date with us on Instagram. Hell now. Tell you anything else. This is why it's there. Uh, but yeah. We're out of here. I'm out of here. Peace. Oh, no, 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 no.